0: The Mighty White's podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit studios.com
1: I'll tell you what, mate, there is no way that it can be improved there is no better way to get people to listen to your live podcast than to do it at 4 p.m on a weekday
0: oh mate well you know no one works anymore but you know if you believe the
1: uh Uh, that's what i've heard
0: working from home is not working it's uh pretty much do whatever you want
1: Yeah, that's definitely what I've heard, uh, and no one works anymore because um, because millennials who are about thirty eight years old now, I believe. Um, I've
0: heard that, I, I've heard the reason we've lost jobs is literally because of avocado get on board toast. With an...
1: Yeah, that's true. Avocado toast, which, by the way, is very much. It definitely looks wanky.
0: Tastes all right, to be fair. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm just going to level with everyone right now. My my laptop is deciding to try and die. I have no idea how this is going to go, and we're going to have to rush through it because KC's just finished work and I start work in an hour. So we'll get straight into it. Uh, Leeds three, Spurs one. Um, we'll start right at the beginning. What did you think when you first saw the unchanged team?
0: Yeah, pretty brave, especially when you see Rafinha and Phillips. Are back in the travelled, and were in the squad. So it was quite interesting to see them, you know, so you'd be able to go out with the same team. But he is a man who who puts a lot of faith in in his players, and I, you know, I thought this might have been the game that saw us reshuffle the midfield again and put Dallas in at left back after Alioski's performance against against Brighton. But what we found out is that uh, Alioski is much better than Gareth Bale.
1: Yeah, by a long way. Uh, I must say, I thought same thing. Like I, I was as were many people, dumb enough to tweet about it. Uh, you know, saying I do not like this configuration at all with Dallas on the right, and it couldn't have worked much better really in terms of the level of performance. I thought Leeds were better side the entire game. Uh, we'll we'll go through it bit by bit. Obviously, first goal. Uh, Alioski and Harrison linking up down the left. Great ball in from Jack Harrison. Like he, it was a perfect cross. Region does his best to score a own goal but Jaurice makes a really good save Dallas in the kind of way that you really like to see not messing about with the rebound <laughs> hitting it you'd, I would go as far as to say needlessly hard
0: <laughs> <laughs> three yards out have that
1: <laughs> um, but yeah Dallas popping up from the like right, from the like right mid role to score the role that pretty much no one was happy seeing him in we all wanted him in the middle uh and yeah pops up with a goal straight away and when we got that goal you really did think because we'd played really well at the start oh this could be on for one here and unfortunately we did manage to let Spurs back into it although I don't think at any point they deserved to be back in it
0: there was a couple of moments where, because you look at that, especially the the sort of three attacking midfielders they have between Son, Ali, and and Bale, that that should be that should be a, a front, you know. And then you got Kane ahead of that. That should be a front four that's competing to win the league or some sort of European trophy, not seventh or whatever they are. Um, yeah. There was there was a couple of times where where Del Ali got on the ball and, and looked a bit sharp, but not so much that was that you were concerned about him tearing as a new one at any point.
1: No, I thought Ali was their biggest threat in the first half. I obviously yeah. forgot it's away. It's a good little through ball to Song. Saw- Although it does take a little deflection, and I think if um, I think if it doesn't take that slight deflection, Ailing intercepts it, which would have covered for the fact that Ailing was nowhere near Son, who was his man. Um, but that's one of them. If it doesn't take that little deflection and he intercepts, you say yeah, he left it, but it's good anticipation in the end. It turns it into a good decision. Uh, but it was a good finish from Son. I mean, it's pretty unerring in front of goal. To be fair to him. Um, and after that, we had the big let off. Um, Harry Kane had one disallowed for offside, and I think I speak for all of us when I say, "Well, it was miles off." <laughs> um, um, what? What do you mean? Why are you uh, silent? Of course, it was miles offside. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I don't typically want to say this for decisions that benefit Leeds, but but game's gone. <laughs> how? Yeah. How on earth that is? That is ever offside? I'll never know. Um, and will it's it's hard to say whether them scoring that would have changed the game at all. I I mean, as as we'll kind of come on to by the end of it, I don't think Spurs' back line was up to much. I didn't think their central midfielders were up to a whole lot. So even if they would have gone two one ahead, I still think we'd have been able to keep our you know keep on playing as we had done and especially exposing them down the left hand side, but. Yeah, that should have been
1: 2-1. Yeah, I mean, you know, jokes aside, it's level. The di- the difference between that one and the Bamford one, which I did say on Twitter as well, and everyone will have said a similar thing, at least this one was given offside on the pitch, so without VAR it's still wrong. It's, a,
0: it's such a ballsy decision as well. When you've <laughs> got VAR
1: to fall back on and the, and
0: the linesman's thought, I'm certain of this.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am just not having that. That's off. I mean, it just isn't offside. It was level. But the. I wonder if they might. Even though none of this is good and I'd rather they just got rid of it full stop, I wonder if they might go with the Dutch thing for next season, where the lines are a bit thicker. And if the lines are touching each other, it stays with the on field decision. Sort of like their version of umpire's call. Because. I don't really see... I mean, it's still not great, but it's slight, I think it'd be slightly better than what we have now. And it gives the... Uh, it gives the referee's assistant a, an actual decision to make instead of just saying, well, I can just give nothing and technology will sort it out.
0: Yeah. I, 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 and, and again, we don't want to go down the rabbit hole of VAR because we seem to mention it every other episode we do now. But... I, I, the way in which they structure these decisions that can be made to say that that like to say that the linesman either has to wait for the whole thing to play out or for them just to keep their flag down I just and there's so many decisions you have seen where you are just like mate just put your flag up we all know yeah like, he's four yards offside. Put well, I'd, I'd,
1: actu- I'd actually forgotten about it until just now, but Harry Kane did have another one disallowed, didn't he? Yeah. B- b- where he was about five yards offside and everyone went, wait. Yeah. You could have just put your flag straight up on that one. You didn't need to wait.
0: And again, that's the one where the flag stays down and Harry Kane looks around, well, well, I'm going to score then. Mm. And then the flag, like, just come on. Um. Yeah, I just has got to I mean I'd like to live in a world ideally where there are no lines drawn on a pitch.
1: Even the penalty box.
0: Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Just get I tell you what, lasers. That's yeah. the way to do it. Just lasers everywhere.
1: Yeah. Um I was trying to think of a way to transition into it, but other than calling Alioski's pullback a laser like pullback, which doesn't really work. I don't think I yeah. can. <laughs> Uh, but again, Harrison and Alioski were link- linking up down the left. Alioski, good overlapping run. Hey, that that Bielsa move that we all that we've seen a million times. Good pullback. Bamford drops drops off, gets past Dyer and taps in. Eric Dyer stood completely still, looking like he has awareness of one out of a hundred.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean Harry Dyer. For, uh, Harry Dyer. Sorry, Harry Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Dallier really didn't cover himself in glory for either of the either of the first two goals. The first one, he, he should never let that cross. Just go across his body. Should never have got to to, to for him to try and put it away. Mm. Um, and then the second one, that he just, he turns his head. I'm going to say about five seconds before the cross and then just stares at the ball. Yeah. And Patrick Bamford just walks around him. And I don't think Dyer's aware that he's scored for a yeah. good few seconds.
1: Yeah, it's not I mean, obviously it's good movement from Bamford, but it wasn't like such amazing movement that you're going, Oh my word, that's so good. Yeah. He just pulled off his man and <laughs> it was like it was very poor defending, but I was really glad to see Bamford get a goal. He he, he needed one, I think. He'd had a it had a bit of a drought, and obviously with Southgate doing his usual thing of watching every Leeds game, uh, who, was it the, was...
0: Uh, who was the defender as well that decided to slide to block the cross but put his arms behind his back as well?
1: Um, I honestly don't remember that happening as it was down that side. I would Is guess it all yeah, the but
0: no, no. I, I was, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's Alderweireld. He yeah. was the other centre back, wasn't it? Yeah. And you, you know when you're just looking at something going. I understand you putting your hands behind your back, and I understand you sliding to block the cross. I don't understand you putting your hands behind your back and sliding to block this cross. Yeah. It's such a weird looking thing, and it made me feel like that's a way to dislocate your shoulder.
1: Yeah, that's that When you said it, I thought that sounds like a way to dislocate your shoulder. Um, we obviously were two one up. I thought we were a better side throughout the first half, deservedly in front. And I thought we were a better side through the second half as well. Uh, Spurs did have a couple of chances, Kane it bar with a free kick, but I honestly think Melier had it covered if it was lower. Uh, and then Melier made two good saves. Uh, one from an Eric Lamella chance where he got out well. And one, Lucas Muller tried to hammer across it took a big deflection and Melier did really well to tip it over. Uh, so when he was called upon, he did well. And then the goal to make it 3-1 late on, which was the pick of the goals for certain. Like, won it back deep for Alioski. Did we go down the left? We did, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he plays it out to Click, who's dropped off to the left. Really good ball inside to Robin Cock. Uh, Cock releases Rafinha. 2v1. Vines Rodrigo finishes really well. Really good goal. Um, A lot of people on Twitter said this goal was ruined for them because the commentators were so convinced it was offside, they barely even reacted. Whereas... I think it might be because I'm biased towards Leeds. I immediately thought it was onside. So it
0: didn't ruin it for me. <laughs> and Ruffini is such a wizard. He can just find that much space. I mean, it helps when <laughs> Serge Aurier is one of your furthest players forward, mm. looks at the looks at the man he probably should be marking, and it's just like, I'll jump back for this one. But there's, between like him... I think Alderweireld just has a bit of a jog back as well, and you're just looking at Spurs going. They could not be asked by this point.
1: No, it was it was a very poor goal for them defensively, but we took we made the most of the space really well, and it was really good football. Um, obviously, there was a fair few involved in this uh, that we need to talk about. Uh, first of all, the one that started the move, set up the second goal, was this Alioski's best performance. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. You very rarely heard Gareth Bale mentioned. Like, and then when Alioski got in possession, Bale made no attempt to track him either. So his link-up play with Harrison was, you know, at its peak. And those two, when they're when they're both on form, play off each other so well, just with you know constant overlapping runs of each other when they can. And the amount of times he was getting to the byline, relatively unchallenged, but he was, you know, and defensively, it was, I think, by far and away his best performance.
1: Uh, uh, By the way, are you getting static or is it just at my end? Because I think it's my laptop.
0: I'm not hearing any static, no.
1: Okay, that's the other bad sign there is there was a big pause before you responded, so I think that, uh, I think my laptop is I think that my laptop is giving up the ghost partway through this, but we we might just not we might just upload this with a disclaimer in the audio version. I will be getting one in a week or so. Uh, I've never seen it this bad before though. Uh, the other thing to say, what did you think? To one, I wanted to say it was good to see Mateus Click looking more like Mateus Click again. It looked far more back to himself. He was involved in everything. Looked really good, and I think Robin Cock made a really good argument for him being the proper backup to Phillips.
0: Yes, yeah, so certainly the best we've seen of of Mateus Click. You know, I think all he was missing was was a couple of efforts on goal. But I think given how much stuff went down the left hand side, it was it was a bit less likely. But yeah, he was he a lot more controlling in this game. Very good in possession. His passing was good. Uh, was tracking his men well. It was it was kind of peak click really, and, it, and he's a player that we have missed being at that level for for a little while.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I was I was very pleased to see click playing like that because I was starting to worry that. Obviously, he was never going to be completely gone, but I thought that run of like two years with basically no break, I thought he might have kind of run himself into the ground and it might be that, although he's... What is he, 31? That he felt like he was 35. But it was good to see him bounce back to this and maybe those few games not starting might have really helped him out. Um, The other question that I've got, really, uh, because I... Don't think I'd go this far but some people have. Was that our best performance of the season?
0: It's the, the three I think you choose from this season. Uh, Everton away, Villa away. Ah, oh, well, I suppose it's four now with Man City. Mm. But I suppose the Man City one's kind of a very different performance. They, I think this is up there with the Villa game in terms of it being a much more swashbuckling performance of, of Leeds attacking time and again and just really getting at a team and just outrunning them. Um, as opposed to, I think, you look at the Everton game, which which I think was probably our best all-round performance of the season. And then you've got the Man City game, which was the ultimate backs-to-the-wall performance. Mm. But it's it certainly, I think it's certainly in the conversation. when When you look at, the calibre of players that, that Spurs had on that field—it's, you know—it's it's a very impressive result.
1: Yeah, it's right up there. I think I'm, I don't actually know if you mentioned it, but Leicester away as well. Was oh that, yeah, that was really good. The thing that I was going to say is, I think we it is—it is, it. It is as best—it is as best home, as best performance at Elland Road. I think this season, as as, g- as great fun as the one-one with Man City was. We could have conceded four in that game. We also could have scored four. But yeah. this game was like, we fully controlled it. We were just the better side. It didn't look like we looked like a team that's chasing that U- Europa Conference League. Whoa. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were excellent in this game. Uh, obviously, Alioski had his best performance in a league shirt, so we were immediately linked with a left back. Uh, Borna Sosa from Stuttgart. Uh, he's been playing as a left-back, but Stuttgart's wing-backs are basically wingers. They barely defend. Uh, his attacking numbers are really good, and everyone who's watched a lot of him thinks he'd offer a lot going that way. But uh, I'm, what I've seen, and what people have seen a lot more than me seem to say, I'm not convinced about him defensively.
0: Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the favourite for most Leeds fans is still Perno.
1: Isn't it? No, is that Romanello rather than Toro, yeah. which is which is a wine, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> are, are they are they both French?
1: I'm guessing so.
0: There you go. <laughs> I like how I've just all wine. Is it French? Yes.
1: <laughs> I know that. I know
0: there's some that comes from South Africa. French. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't this i will say this performance and twinned with kind of the little run he had in you know facing manchester city manchester united and liverpool it has certainly had people talking about aliotto going oh, maybe another year
1: if he was if if we could get him to sign a new deal a two year deal on for the premier league no money like, you know, obviously it'd be a pay rise from what he's on now, but I, I, it's one of them. I just think the amount of money that he deserves and the amount of football he deserves is too much for it to be worth it for us. And it just doesn't quite work out, but it's a shame. It, it, has- it certainly, it sounds like he's not going there now. So everyone will be perfectly good with the situation. Um, the, the One other that I wanted to mention, just because... And I haven't, re- I haven't actually seen anything linking, and he is too old. But Ryan Bertrand's on a three. And I don't think that'd be the worst idea, provided his wages weren't too much.
0: Yeah, obviously, fair, pretty pretty experienced at this point. How old's Ryan Bertrand? 28, 29? I
1: think he might be slightly older than that.
0: 34, 35?
1: I think he's about 31. I'm not sure um cuz yes. when he when he came through at chelsea he was and played in the champions league final he wasn't like 19 he was like 23 or something
0: you know as as two people who who play a lot of football manager and make a lot of profits for our mm. clubs on football manager i think we both look at anyone at 26 is a push um yeah, you know, free transfer obviously it's it's much less of a financial risk to us, but I, I would also assume that someone in his position will be looking for minimum two year deal out of that, probably three. Yeah. And I and I don't think that's that's the sort of deal Leeds want to be doing at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I don't see it happening, but I have heard worse worse ideas. I also don't think that he's he's had too many injuries, I think, to then go play for Bielsa. Um, the one other link we've had, which this is a bit... At first, I thought it was spurious because I saw a sport witness, but it's actually been in build in Germany, which is, you know, actually legit. Um, Matthias Cunha from Hertha Berlin, who, like, mainly has played up front, but he's, like, he's not a striker, he's more of a centre-forward. He's more of a... He's not like Firmino, but more of in that kind of vein. Uh, can play as a Cam. Cam plays a centre-mid, plays as a winger. Basically, anywhere around front. He's only 21. Seems to have a a, a lot of talent. I haven't actually watched much of him at Hertha. I did watch a bit of him when he was at Leipzig before that. And I always quite liked him. Uh, 16 goals in 18 games for Brazil's under-23s. Has been called up to the senior squad, but don't have a cap yet. Still only 21. Uh, He's got three years left on his contract, but it does sound, by all accounts, like he's going. Um... I I don't think it'll happen, but if it did, I think that we'd be looking at him as a left winger who's right footed.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough at the moment because because we have such affinity for the vast majority of that team now. And even the, the new additions, obviously Rafinha is has a place in all our hearts now. Diego Yorente and Robin Cocker both look good when they played. Um i will you, you know, I really like Rodrigo. And then there's obviously the core of the team, which we just love for everything they've done for us. Hmm. It it's hard, like one trying to picture any of them not being in the team, and then two the, the part where you need to take your lead glasses off and like and say that we maybe do need to look at long-term replacements now for a number of players, because, because that's the only concerning thing now, is that we do have a number of players who are closer to 30. Yeah. Um Unless we just run all, run all of them into the ground.
1: Well, I mean, it's an option.
0: <laughs> to be honest, you know what? I like them that much. I'll happily get relegated a couple of divisions with them as well. That's how, <laughs> that's how nice they all are. I'll, I'll watch League One football with Matthias Click, not a problem.
1: As long as we keep Bielsa. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, no.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing Bielsa at Hewish Park.
1: Hey, the best game would be us and MK Dons. Russell Martin has not playing some really good stuff. <laughs> um, now, normally I would have some form of notes for the Burnley game, but my laptop was being so bad that when I tried to type anything, my laptop just crashed. Which can't be a good sign, um, but yeah. In fact, obviously, that's the only kickoff on Saturday. But I just want to say, so how sad are you that we haven't got West Brom tickets?
0: Ah, I am fucking devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely goddamn devastated. Like, and as soon, as soon as I saw that first one yesterday on Twitter of someone saying they got t- tickets, I texted you and. I just hope you've been refreshing your junk, yeah, junk mail, just to make sure. But
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, I checked it for hours and hours and hours. Um, I am, I, I'm not actually mad. I, I made a few jokes on Twitter about being mad. I am very sad, and it's there's a lot of reasons why. You know, obviously, I just miss going, and this means I won't be able to go until August. You know, I. There's all of those which are very legitimate, but the reason is I wanted to say bye to Pablo.
0: Yes, and probably Gaetano as well.
1: Yeah, probably Gaetano Berardi as well. Um, but as that, that was the thing. I wanted to be there to, even if it's only eight and a half thousand of us, to give Pablo Hernandez a standing ovation as he gets subbed with five minutes left. Having, having come having, having on come come in the 70th earlier. minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both fought the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I that's that's the main reason why I really wanted to be there. I mean, there's not going to be anything at stake in this game, even though it'd still be great to go. But yeah, I am I am very sad. And I'd love to say to all of you out there who've got your tickets that I'm pleased for you, but I'm not, you can all fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Keep, li- keep listening to us but do kindly fuck off
1: <laughs> yeah no I was ve- I was very very sad because uh, you know even though it was a less than 50-50 shot for some reason my brain had completely convinced me that I was definitely going to get one
0: yeah it's uh, it's a bitter pill to swallow
1: yeah it's a bit like it was a bit like the Donny Rovers playoff final I knew it was a possibility that we could end up not winning, but I was so sure we were going to win that it hit me way harder when we didn't. And this is like, I was so sure I was going to get one for no reason. I'm, I am a maths and science guy. It made no sense to be that, conf- to be that convinced, but I was.
0: So yeah. just, you've just mentioned the, the Donny Rovers final as well. And it did just remind me as well that James Coppinger has just retired yeah, fair play. Like, 21 years? Yeah. Something daft. hes well, yeah. I think he's due a second testimonial.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh, I was going to say they've only recently gone into a new stadium. Do you think they could genuinely name it after it? Of
0: The the Coppinger moat
1: Yeah, get rid of Keepmote and just call it the James Coppinger Stadium.
0: Definitely. Uh, to be honest, I know he's someone who's just retired. But if someone's played that long for you, uh, at least name a stand after them. Yeah. I don't like statues a bit. You've got to wait for that one. Hold off on the statue. Mm. And and as some advice, having looked at the Billy Bremner statue when we painted it, don't paint it.
1: Yeah, they don't look as good. Um, So, yeah, on to Burnley away. Uh, Early kickoff again on Saturday like we were last week. So it'll be on BT. Uh, Burnley, play 4-4-2. Four, four um, and that that is very much the style. That is not a dig at Sean Dyche, who has consistently done a tremendous job with him. There's no wrong with what he's doing. In fact, there's he probably deserves a bit more credit than he gets. Uh, but it's going to be a weird one, because they properly push two up top. Uh, I hope this is still working, because my laptop is completely frozen. Um, yeah, 4-4-2... Four, four, It'll be Wood and someone else, probably Vidra lately, but that means we'll be in a back three. Um, So does that mean that Cock keeps his place because we end up with a back three of Urente cock or do we move Ailing inside and play Dallas as a right-wing back?
0: Sorry, I'm I'm trying not to laugh at Urente cock because that just sounds somewhat offensive.
1: (laughs) I I, I was very sensible and didn't say llorente Stroke cock
0: Oh, love it um yeah on, on, honestly I don't think you you'd need to change a whole lot about our team um the only I'm, I'm just trying to think how it would work in terms of the midfield. Uh, oh, we still oh, we still started Tyler Roberts, didn't we? So he could always be the one to push further forward. I just with how anonymous Tyler Roberts was against Spurs, I forgot he played. But
1: yeah, he was the he was the only one who who I couldn't go as far as saying played well. And he was fine; he wasn't awful of anything. But I don't. He was the only one that I would that I didn't give like seven and a half or higher to in the player ratings.
0: It was quite funny because Rodrigo had finished his warm up, and this was only six seven minutes after half time. And I think everyone knew Tyler Roberts was coming off, and Tyler Roberts promptly misplaced about five passes in two minutes before he yeah. got sub. Just as a, and I don't know if it's in his head, head going shit, shit, shit. I better do something. Um, but yeah, he he's the obvious one to to push further up for us.
1: Well, that's and- the thing. We might we we might it's we'll have someone pushed up more for midfield. But Burnley do only play a back four rather than a back three. So we'll probably just have Bamford as a striker. Yeah, true. We'll be sort of like a a five. It's a bit weird playing against a 4-4-2. Obviously, like the second half was a bit backs to the wall against Burnley last time. But in the first half, we're really comfortable. I'm trying to remember sort of exactly how we lined up in that. This is the sort of thing that I would have checked had my laptop been working. But like, if if we end up with a back three against their two, I know that we didn't play him last time, and no one deserves to be dropped, but I would just bring Phillips into the midfield.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I would be perfectly happy if we kept this starting lineup after that performance. Um, I, I know, obviously, you've got Rafinha and and Phillips on the bench and, and even Rodrigo, who could all step in easily. But we're at a point in the season now where we don't really need to be playing them anyway. So, so I really wouldn't mind them sitting out another one.
1: Uh, no, when you've played that well, yeah, I agree that it's it's fine to not change it. I think I still would bring Phillips back in. Uh, as much as O, I I think that, he needs it for his chance of starting at the Euros to be playing. Um, so that's the main reason why. Uh, and I would, if he's fit enough, I'd bring Rafinha back in. And it'd, prob- it'd probably be for Roberts and move Dallas inside. But obviously with them playing two up front, it might be a slightly different setup anyway. Yeah, I, I be, would be looking to bring Rafinha back in just because I think it helps his attacking place so much. And that after the performance off the bench, there's every chance that Rodrigo might get the place.
0: Yeah, um, it's nice having options now. Yeah, as opposed to just trying juggling people around to fill a gap, it's it's like when when you saw that subs bench for the Spurs game, it was it was like oh, what's some talent on there.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't remember the stat exactly, but uh, uh, stats Dalton tweeted out it was the most appearances we'd had on the bench since a game in like early two thousand and
0: three.
1: Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact game now, but yeah, it was a uh, it was weird. It was nice to see that many options on the bench. Uh, the the other thing that I would like to do because he is fit, Beals said in his press conference. I would like to just see Somerville thrown on for a bit, for 20 minutes at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, any of, uh, what was it, the four, the four under-23 signings we made in the summer of all one player of the month for for PL2 two, Division 2. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think any one of them has, has an, a perfectly valid argument for getting on the bench and... And hopefully getting on for a few minutes. Um, yeah, I'd, like I say, I'd love to see will get on, Gellhart get on, any of them. Put them all in. Yeah. Put all the kids on the bench with Eddie Gray, but keep the starting lineup and Bielsa in charge.
1: Yeah, that's certainly a way to do it. Um, yeah, obviously, we know what Burnley are like. They're direct. I'll knock it up to Chris Wood. They've been in pretty good form lately as well. Uh, as
0: has Chris Wood.
1: As has Chris Wood. They haven't got anyone that's a world beater, but they haven't got anyone who's crap either. Like, I mean, I would maybe say that I think Jack Harrison probably has the beating of Matt Lowton down that side fairly comfortably. Probably more easily than Rafinha slash Dallas. Uh, more easily than Vel beat Charlie Taylor. I mean, I would back Ravinia against Charlie Taylor, but I think Taylor's better than Matt Loughton. Um
0: Yeah, Ch- Charlie Taylor, obviously from from his time here, to taking away the his departure and how that went and the the back and forth that kind of went between the way he left and the way it was framed by Gary Monk and the fact that Gary Monk is a grade A prick. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's a great player. Who I've, I have thought in the times, in the times I've seen him get a run in the team, is probably someone who could be. I'm not going to say top six in the Premier League or anything like that, but, but should be playing higher up the table than that. Um, I was very, you know, very impressed with him first half. I know it was only against Fulham on Monday night, but um, you know, Chris Woods and Vidra linked up really well. Uh, Westwood was breaking quite often from midfield as well. Um, you know, the ladies, you don't want to say it in in any sort of disparaging way. They are such a well-drilled team. They do the fundamentals really well. Um, and it's fortunate for us that we don't pump long balls down the middle.
1: Yeah, because you're not going to beat them at that. I mean, that is one thing. When I look at the midfield two of uh, Ashley Westwood and Jack Cork, I think that if we play, because because it'll end up as a back three, I think that we might end up with roughly a midfield two that'll end up being probably like Dallas and Phillips, and then releasing players on past them. And if it's Dallas and Phillips versus them two, I'd be backing us to come out of that on top. But the, the one thing that the thing that Burnley have got is they'll stay in the game no matter. It doesn't matter if we're on top; they'll stay in the game, and any set piece. Is terrifying anytime they just knock a float across field ball to the back post, terrifying. Uh, so that's that's where all the worry comes from. But I think we'll be all right here. I think I can't believe it. I'm actually gonna do it. I think we'll win and I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I'm gonna say 2 0.
0: Clean sheet as well, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. We, we, yeah, even with the. Poor defeat to Brighton we're still on a very good run of form at the moment and they are a team that can be got at and one of the things from watching Monday night's game is that the difference between being in Fulham's position and being in our position is that the times that Fulham got 25-30 yards from goal it looked like they didn't know what to do once they got there yeah. Whereas once we're in those areas, you, you very much fancy as to to be able to pick out the pass or or have Rafinha, Alyoski, Ailing, Harrison, whoever it is, hit the byline and, and you know find that pullback. Yeah. Um. So I you know, I'd, and as good as as me and Tarkovsky have been, even they are defenders. You, of,
1: you and Tarkovsky.
0: I know, right. <laughs> um. You know, they are not unstoppable.
1: Yeah, they're not so they're not brilliant. Like I think Tarkovsky's better than me, but they're not brilliant. They're good. And that I mean Bamford's got Bamford has got the better of better centre backs than that on many occasions this season. So that doesn't worry me too much. I do and, reserve the right by the way. And Eric Dyer. Yeah, and Eric Dyer. I do reserve the right to change my prediction to four nil if Bailey Peacock foul plays for any reason <laughs> for more than for more than thirty minutes. If, if he comes on because of an injury with five minutes left,
0: so <laughs> see, see, again another good player they have in in Nick Pope who is will probably never really get much of a run for England just because he, I don't think he's got the the footwork for it, but he's yeah. A,
1: Is the actual, if you just, uh, the weather in 1996, he's the best English goalkeeper. Like, if everyone, if football was being played like it was then, pure come for crosses, make saves, keep the ball out the net. I think he's a really good goalkeeper. Yeah. he, He can't play his way out from the back very well. So,
0: no. So, Bielsa would have to bid him off.
1: Yeah. Um, gonna, I, I did have a thought I mean it'd be a disastrous idea but Buffon's on a free again <laughs> Ra- Radrizani's a massive Juve fan just do it I, I he's not going to play just sign him it'd be really fun <laughs> oh, that'd be my re- I'd buy a Leeds goalkeeper shirt if we signed him
0: <laughs> yeah
1: well,
0: still well obviously even at 41?
1: Oh, I think older.
0: (laughs) I still think he's better than, than So, yeah. Um, I will look this up now.
1: I I think he might have turned 43. Genuinely.
0: Uh, let's see what Google has to say on this one. Uh, yeah, 43.
1: Yeah, I was right. As I say, I, I, just bring him in to be back up to Melier. (laughs) That's
0: There is a footballer still on the go, born in the 70s. Yeah.
1: When you think that, I believe Wolves picked a Premier League team last week that had five players born in the 2000s. God. (laughs) We're so old.
0: (laughs) Oh mate. Just like, again, I coached a team at the start of last year that were born in 2011. Jesus.
1: (laughs) ah. And now I feel sick, nearly as sick about not getting a ticket for West Brom. Right. So we will have to end it there. Obviously we've, in the end, we haven't been as short as I thought we'd be. Uh, but yeah, Casey's just finished work and I'm about to go start work, which is why we're doing this at such a bollocks time. Uh, so yeah, the, we're at Mike podcast on Twitter, Mike the stuff we write, which admittedly has been not much this week due to all these work things. Uh, go up on Through It All Together which is throughitalltogether.sbnation.com and at THRU it's all LUFC on Twitter Um, it will be the good thing with these games now is that you know they can just go out there and just try and play really good football there's no real pressure on it and you never know maybe we'll sneak into this BTEC European competition although I don't see it in a million years so I've been Jack see ya
0: I've been KC have a good
1: one in a